This podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong sexual language. This is the Black and Kinky Lifestyle. All right, everybody, welcome to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. This is the Bomber speaking. And the Bell. And thank you for tuning in with us today. Thank you for sticking with us. For those of you who've just been listening episode after episode, we heard there's some bingers out there. <laughs> uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about, oh my gosh, this was this is the first episode we're recording since the Amore Getaways Labor Day pool party, Afro-Caribbean yes. pool party. And we're going to be talking about our five sexiest moments because, well, some of the moments aren't quite sexy, but they're just moments. I just <laughs> thought it was cool to call them sexy. Why can't they just be the best or more ex- most exciting or enjoyable? Well, you know, um, you saw the title before we started recording. You had the ability to edit <laughs> and you just didn't. So here we are with the sexy moments. All right. Um, so before we get there, we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so just letting y'all know, it's going to take us a while to get to that topic, but it was fun. Thank you for every. Thank you to everybody who came yes. out. It was a blast. We had a great time. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that in a second, but I think this is also the first episode we're recording since we had attended the uh, Dinner on Blanc mm-hmm. 2019 DC edition. Yes. And it was really, really fun. It was, yeah. I mean, we've only been to two, but that was the best. <laughs> the other one was shitty as hell. But this one was great. I had a great time. Yeah, there was just a few. So basically, for those of you who didn't hear our last episode, so Dinner on Blanc is basically this all-white pop-up dinner party. Um, You don't really know where the location of it is until like the very last minute. And basically, it uh, pops up. It could pop up in the middle of the street. It could pop up could pop up at a park it could pop up uh anywhere one time it was uh in front of the capitol um shit in uh, new york i think it was in central park i mean it could just it could pop pop up in your grandmama's house you don't even know it could be <laughs> anywhere grandmama's basement who knows you I hope but not. usually it's outdoors it's like an outdoor all white dinner all white meaning you're all everybody's dressed in white the tables are white the decor is white or silver yeah but the one in dc is definitely all black Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all black as in black people yes um it wasn't like that last year though it was a lot more i think it was like 50 50 last year yeah it was definitely more diverse last year and i don't know if it just was where we were sitting or the group we were with but i didn't see very many white people right or people of any other ethnicity <laughs> Right. It was kind of crazy. Um, but there was one moment I just want to uh, um, describe. Uh, so uh, basically, you know, when you come to come to these parties, you have to bring your table. We had our little cart. You have to bring your table. You got to bring your dishes. You got to bring your food. Mm-hmm. You got to bring your table where all that shit. Uh, and so we had a cart and basically you know we were with a group of white folks uh, not white folks black folks dressed in all white um (laughs) and you know when black people dress in white they look really good Mm -hmm. like black people look good in some white and uh there was some really elaborate nice dresses hot sexy ladies hot sexy guys just all in white with the jewelry on and the head head wear on (laughs) and so 
and and most of them are black so you can imagine as we're on this street there are all these people walking by asking us questions white people probably looking at us like what kind of black party are they going to right. it must be a black party because there's nothing but black people exactly um so you know i'm i'm, I'm we're we're walking towards the pop-up location and there's this one uh asian dude mm-hmm. who is wearing a uh, maga hat i gotta say it like dave Chappelle, maga hat um <laughs> And he's walking uphill and he sees us uh, and he starts pointing at his MAGA hat and smiling with this, d- d- like this, this, this evil smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you interpret that? Oh, like, you know, he, first of all, clearly he is confused because you're a minority too, dumbass. So <laughs> I love somebody that was walking in our group was like you know he gonna deport your ass too so (laughs) why he's doing this yeah so he was trying to be like you know petty or something and racist you know whatever i'm like he's in he's at war with one of the biggest asian countries Mm -hmm. in the world right now nigga Mm -hmm. like (laughs) so um but honestly i didn't interpret that as having anything to do with donald trump how I interpreted it as because first of all, we're, black people are going to continue going to black parties with other black people and having a good time with black people without your ass, <laughs> whether or not Donald Trump is in the White House. It just it yeah. doesn't matter. So it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. This dude was walking by, he saw these black, sexy ass people going to a party he wasn't invited to that he probably wished he was invited to, and he was like, he he pointed at his hat as a giant middle finger because he knows black people don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I'm wearing this hat, bitch. I don't give a fuck about your party. Well, we know you give a fuck about our party because you had to point at that motherfucking hat as he was walking up that hill because you knew that there were all these sexy people walking by and you wasn't even going to get a piece or a taste of that shit. Mm-hmm. So shout out to another fucking mass shooter is probably born in dc <laughs> oh lord <laughs> just mad people yo there's people people just upset um at black people having a good time right motherfuckers calling the cops on us and shit but we had police protection security mm-hmm. on staff it was a good time. People were drinking, dancing. I hadn't danced like that in a really, really long time. Oh, my God, time. so long. I was on stage dancing. It was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I was sweated out. <laughs> sweated out. There, were like, there was a little soul train line at mm-hmm. one point. There was like an actual soul train line. Like It, yeah. just, it just formed naturally. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> black people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that shit. Um. What the hell? Uh, so that yeah, so that was fun. If you can ever, if you can ever go to dinner on Blanc, we definitely recommend it. It is work, but it is well, well worth it. Um, we also saw uh, it chapter two last night. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say any spoilers. I'm just going to say that Pennywise's mouth looks like a fucking vagina, and we just all <laughs> need to fucking acknowledge that shit. It looks like a vagina with three fucking lights in the middle of it. And sharp teeth. So, this felt to me like the Goonies or Sandlot, but horror-based. Like, it felt less of a horror movie and more of a, like, Friends coming-of-age movie, a la in the lane of Goonies and Sandlot, than it did a horror movie. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's been um, uh, uh, Stephen King's uh, mo. He's uh, made a lot of horror movies, particularly with with kids as the main protagonist. It's actually a good tactic because if you are viewing a horror movie through the um, through the lens of a child, mm-hmm. everything seems just a little bit more scary because mm-hmm. you can never you can never be quite convinced that the child is going to get out of this situation. But an adult is sort of more, uh, what's that word? Uh, fucking um, resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty scary. I like the first one better, but this one had some really like under your skin moments yeah. um, and, and some real suspense. So check it out. It's a long ass movie though. Make sure you get something to eat beforehand. Um, <laughs> shit is like three fucking hours. They could have shaved at least 30 minutes off that yeah. bitch. Um, all right. I don't know why movies are so long these days. What the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. They don't need to be that long, though. Like mm-hmm. fucking uh, Infinity, Infinity War. Uh, not not Infinity War. The second one. Endgame did not need to be that fucking long. They could have <laughs> shaved some time off of that. Anyway, uh, let's uh, get into some emails. All right. So we have an email from RB. Says, good morning from Cali. Wanted to say, first off, it's extremely refreshing knowing that there are black couples and people of color in the lifestyle. We are an interracial couple. I'm black and my girlfriend is Latina. We've been in the lifestyle for about six years. Started off playing with couples, then transitioning to a hot wife lifestyle. But what we've noticed is trying to find couples of color to interact with has been a struggle. And that struggle is so damn real. I had a question concerning a cruise we were going on in November. I heard one of your episodes where you guys mentioned you went on a cruise in April, I believe. Well, this is our first cruise and we kind of don't want to get our hopes up too high. So we're going in with an open mind. One of my questions is about the theme parties. To be honest, um, to be honest, I'm not trying to wear neon lace or dress as some circus theme. Yes, these are the theme parties on the cruise. I was wondering, do we actually have to dress in the themes or, or can we just fall in the party dressed as we please? My next question is regarding drinking. We had talked about getting a drink card, but I just suggested that we put drinks on a credit card. I think the drink card is like seven fifty each. Fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, I love the way that ended. Thanks, RB. Um, so for your first question regarding finding couples of color so you're in california yeah i mean it's hard all over um we have we're fortunate i think here and we've talked about this a little bit um about the diversity of our area um and the diversity diversity in the scene of our area so it allows us the opportunity to meet a lot of couples of color but when we've traveled to other places um it has been less of that experience um, with lifestyle finding uh, couples of color so it's good that you're going on the cruise because that's always one of our recommendations if there's not um, a good um, source of couples of color in your area to travel Um, but also continue to reach out Um, continue to you know go on the websites Um, Cassidy is a big one for the west coast um, to see who's out there um, who's throwing parties and that kind of thing Um, and you know try to connect you're not going to connect with everybody um, but don't give up you know don't give up we're out there Um, couples of color are out there but we're often harder to find I think we sometimes tend to be a little more private um, and try to be more discreet so it may be a a little bit more difficult to find us but keep keep pushing 
Yes, I would agree with that. Um, I have nothing to add, so you can move on to the next question. Okay. <laughs> what was his other question? About the theme parties. Yeah, this is the one I wanted to, 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 to say a little bit about. All right, go ahead. Um, so I can't remember, and you probably have a better answer to this. This is just a thought that came up, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't remember exactly what podcast it was. It was either The Swinger Diaries or Sex Uninterrupted. Somebody had a segment where they were talking about theme parties and if you are throwing a theme party what are some good ideas for a theme party Mm -hmm. and i think oftentimes promoters will just sort of think of anything really creative right they'll Mm -hmm. they'll so a fucking clown theme i don't circus theme or whatever the fuck i don't know if that's gonna (laughs) always work um but the reason why it doesn't um the, the, the themes, you need to be really careful about those. And this is for po- folks who are planning parties. You want to create a theme or use a theme that makes it easy for the men to look good. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy for women to sort of, like all these themes are basically built for the women. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it works against the women because the women need something to look at too so if you have a fucking circus theme it's really hard for a guy to look sexy as a clown or (laughs) i mean i don't i don't know i I don't know what other circus uh uh ideas there are but that's all i'm thinking of and i mean if you got guys looking like clowns at a party that's really not sexy um and so uh and so that's 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 the thought I had. I mean, it's anything that. Uh, so somebody said this, and I think it was Swinger Diaries. Now I'm pretty sure it was because um, I think one of the best pieces of advice was like any theme that gets the guy to put on some formal shit, button down shirt, or like even like a suit. Like if it's some kind of vampire theme, and you mm-hmm. want them dressing like a suit. Um, the guys are going to look good and the women are going to really like that shit. Um, but if you have a theme that makes it really difficult for guys to feel look good, they're either not going to dress in theme like this man is. I think, I think this is what he's, he's trying to get at here. Um, or they are going to dress in theme and look, look like complete doofuses. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I wanted to add to that comment. So no, the theme is not mandatory. Y'all can just show up. Just make sure you look good. Yeah, I mean, even when it comes to like you, you heard about uh, our experience, or I think you have, when we went to NIN and we had this intergalactic thing going oh, on. Yeah. I just put I just put on a a, a silver V neck um, because. I know I look good in V-necks and silver is just really fucking intergalactic to me. Um, <laughs> so I just put that on and I kept it simple. To the guys out there and to this uh, uh, writer, I'd say, yo, keep it simple. If I was going to a uh, party and it was actually a circus theme, I'd probably just wear a pink shirt. I mean, or a or, or a multicolored shirt with like polka dots on it or something oh, like that. Okay. Um I wouldn't put on like a, a clown nose or anything like that because if I'm talking to somebody and I want them to think I'm sexy, it's going to be really hard to do with a fucking clown nose on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say um, error towards what is flattering for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I had to say about that. And then the last question regarding the drink card, fuck that shit. Like, you can use your credit card to buy uh, drinks, but you can also bring your well, own liquor. Let's, let's say, uh, just Google rum runners. That's all I'm going to say. 
Yeah. Just Google Rum Runners and you make your decision um, any way you want. Um, but damn sure, don't buy that damn drink package. Don't do it. It's You're just not going to drink that much. Um, and no. And we went in November for the record. I think it was November of yeah, 2017 or something. Uh-huh. All right. Next email. KB's email. Hey, I'm a huge fan of your podcast and I'm very interested in your lifestyle. Problem is, I'm only attracted to black women and where I live, black women are the least adventurous minded people you will ever meet. Okay, KB. I have one friend who's in the lifestyle, but she's currently pursuing a vanilla relationship, which impacts our playtime. Any suggestions on how I could be how I could open the minds a little? Here's a post I recently made in a group I created on Facebook called the G Spot. Now we're gonna have to look at I don't know how y'all be doing these sexy Facebook groups. Um maybe it'll best explain my dilemma. Maybe it's something you can address on your podcast. So here's the post. As adults, I would think that we all know or should know what we are doing in the bedroom. If you can't fuck, catch up. Regular sex becomes boring after so many years of slang and dick. But do you ever think of exploring the different levels of your sexuality? See, for a guy like me, I've done it all. Excluding gay shit. Anything that can be done between a man and a woman or a man and several women, I've done. But I've never been tied up, for instance. I've never been in an orgy to a swingers club or even played with other couples. These are things I might be down for, but most of the women I meet are very limited in their imagination and willingness to explore new things. Therefore, I'm usually stuck in boring sexual repetitiveness. The only relief is an occasional threesome, which has become so routine. It's lost its flair. Am I the only one? Am I alone in my predicament? Can anybody else relate? First of all, my nigga, threesomes have become boring. Jesus Christ, what kind of life are you living? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, yo, a lot of guys would kill to be this dude. Mm. All right. um, So I had several thoughts about this, but but Belle, why don't you answer first? So in terms of like, I guess, the black women being repressed. I totally agreed with him, but go ahead. Well, not totally, but just a little bit. Go ahead. I mean, I, I don't know that I agree with him. I can understand how he could have that perspective Mm -hmm. but being a black woman who is sexually freer um y'all niggas act like you don't like that shit oh shit right exactly (laughs) y'all no 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 because y'all are quick to call a girl a hoe quick to call her a slut talking about she run through all the homeboys this and that and the third because she's trying to get hers too. So how are you going to say, yeah, a lot of black women may appear to be repressed because when they do try to explore their sexuality, they are um, stigmatized. They're stigmatized by it. So, yeah. So why would I do that when you always talk about all these dudes will talk about and, you know, like guys talk just as much as women talk about sex and their sexual interactions. And they will be quick to talk about, oh, she a hoe, she this, that, and the third, all this and that, because she's wanting to express her sexuality. And I mean, that personally happened to me, so I, I know. But um, so I, 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 so I can't say that the women are repressed. I can understand it being that way as a protective mechanism. Now, there's also this old, whole other piece in terms of religion in the black community and, you know, 
um, protecting, you know, the 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 uh, purity and piety of black women and protecting that. But black men can do whatever and whenever and not have any kind mm-hmm. of repercussions or stigmatism against them. Um, so that's a whole nother piece. But yeah. Yeah. No, um, no, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned the perspective of men playing a part in the problem that um that that this uh, writer was presenting mm-hmm. um you know it's it's sort of it, it it feels it feels like it makes sense to blame the victim here um but i think men play a str- men men play a significant role and i'd say other black women who aren't as who are actually sexually repressed probably play a significant oh, yeah. role too um you know i i challenge you to google the word hoe and slut right find them shits in the urban dictionary or just you know look on like um look on a um uh, what the hell a forum um and just see what the definitions are because the definitions are exactly what you're trying to get women to do those mm-hmm. things that you want them to do that is what is used to describe a hoe um I also want to acknowledge that, you know, we went to two different pool parties at the same location um, this summer. One of them was predominantly white. The other was predominantly black. And when I, and, and it was like night and day, like the women were at the, at the party that was predominantly white, the women were playing all over the place. They were playing in the pool. They were playing in the warm water area, whatever. Um, they were just fucking everywhere. Like every, like just fucking everywhere. Play, 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 play. Right. Um, and then when we went to the black party, it, it didn't quite look like that. Um, people were playing in the playroom and people were sort of, you know, kind of touching each other, but it didn't necessarily look quite as active. So uh, I think we said this in another podcast where like when we when we go to parties that are pre- predominantly white, like I, I see white people playing a lot more than I see racial minorities playing. White people also haven't been stigmatized for their sexuality. Exactly. Historically. Yes, exactly. And that, that was that was my point. I think that for black women um there is a need to feel safe um Mm -hmm. when it comes to expressing sexuality and unfortunately due to uh black men and i'd I'd argue due to society at large um women black women don't necessarily have that kind of freedom like could you imagine could you imagine if michelle obama had the playboy history of the current first wife Mm -hmm. could you even imagine that shit like we wouldn't have even supported that like right. we would not have been behind the president behind that shit mm-hmm. but like obama yo yo take care of your household my nigga like you know you got your wife's titties all over the place we wouldn't have handled that shit really well mm-hmm. um so yeah i'd say um don't assume that black women are not as sexual or as open to these things but i'd say respect the fact that um society has not been as welcoming Mm -mm. of those things um yeah i I would say yeah don't make assumptions and then uh, talk to people first of all ain't no woman obligated to be sexually liberated or do any kind of freaky shit with you regardless right Mm -hmm. so that's that's number one um but create a situation where a woman can feel safe to express herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's the key there. Like if I know that I'm in a safe situation that I can trust you and that, you know, you ain't going to act stupid and wild out on me. If I do 
you know, do this and then actually enjoy it and want to do it more, um, then I'm more inclined to to engage in, in those different kinds of things. But if I don't feel like you're going to protect me mm-hmm. in yep. doing that, yep. then no, I'm not going to do that. Or if I feel like you're going to judge me for what I do or want to do, no, I'm not, I'm not down. Right. Uh, and so I remember we were at a vanilla party one day and uh, we were going to, we were going to hit up a, we were going to hit up a lifestyle club and we told a friend of mine that we were going to go. Um, and so he met us at uh, this restaurant and he brought this, I guess, female friend of his with him i don't remember this um you'll remember i'm being purposely vague because i don't want to reveal identities here (laughs) um but anyway uh they met us uh i'll say it was in new york uh and he was really amped to go to this thing he was really amped to go and he's been trying to go to a lifestyle party for a while i've been sending him information and telling him because he's he's a good looking guy so Mm -hmm. he 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 hangs out with a lot of girls he's he has a long fuck list um and he just can't seem to get a woman to go with him to any of these spots because you know it's all about the women you can't just go a lot of these spots a good party you can't just go to as a single male unless Mm -hmm. you are chosen and so i keep wondering why he hasn't been able to do this Mm -hmm. and he sounds like our writer here um somebody who really wants to do it but just hasn't been able to make it happen Mm -hmm. like an orgy is some shit you can just run into by accident at a fucking lifestyle party so it's like i'm i'm it's just kind of interesting how all these good looking sort after guys can't make it happen and what you just said kind of like just um Light bulb. Right. It just reinforced something I had seen. And the thing is, um, when we were with my vanilla friend and this girl, he was really trying to get her to go. And she was like, no, I don't want to go. Like, And I, I think in her head, she was just sort of like, if I go, like, am I going to be obligated to have sex with you? And if I have sex with somebody else, is are you going to feel some kind of way? Mm-hmm. And if you see me having sex with somebody else, is that going to mess up my reputation? I could see all these thoughts going through her head. Mm-hmm. But... Every time she was alone, she kept coming up to us and she was like, are you guys going? Mm-hmm. Are you guys going? Are you, are you guys going after this? Like she really wanted to go, but she didn't want to go with him. Mm-hmm. If she went with us, she felt safer mm-hmm. because one, number one, we were we, we would have went with her with, with or without her regardless. We right. did not need her. We had no expectations of her. And I think she felt that. Mm-hmm. Um as a man, even if you just like talking to your homegirl and trying to bring her, I, you, you just have to respect the hesitation on her part. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we brought. Uh, a and, and key reason that she was alone because this nigga was all around in the bar talking to other bitches. Yeah. yeah. Like, so how am I going to feel safe and protected? And we're in a regular vanilla spot. And I'm supposed to go to you with this spot with these people that I don't know Mm -hmm. in a situation that is completely unfamiliar and I have to trust you not to say that she can't handle herself because I'm sure she can. But still, like if if we're there not together, but we came together, I expect on your part as a man, some responsibility for making sure that I'm okay. Right. But if I can't even trust you to do that in a regular spot hell ain't no no i'm not going to no Mm -hmm. lifestyle spot with you and doing that 
And let me just, again, shout out a more getaways because there have been these hotel socials she's thrown that people have come in fresh, like single women have just come in fresh, mm-hmm. um, never having experienced any lifestyle shit. And once they felt safe, my nigga, <laughs> once they felt safe, they were at, they were aggressive, animalistic, busting nuts, sucking fucking everywhere. Okay. Um, there have been women women who've come in for the first time that have been MVPs at a more getaways events. And and I mean a part of that too is when you're with your people in terms of, you know, yes. as a black person with predominantly black people, that's automatically feels like a safer situation. Um so yeah. All right. So I hope we helped your man out. Um yo, um keep keep trying but respect that that safe issue and uh, honestly if you can actually get a partner to a partner in crime to join you in welcoming other black women into the lifestyle Mm-hmm. that might work but as a single man i'm sorry it's going to be very difficult for you to bring women in mm-hmm. um it, 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 it we've is. been doing that a little bit more what bringing black women into the lifestyle no well we've introduced now i guess one couple and one single female yep um to the lifestyle not exactly it's still not flipping a vanilla that's still on my bucket list like i want somebody straight fresh they don't know nothing like we flip them Mm -hmm. um um so yeah so we we've done that um personally and like i guess indirectly too to some of our our listeners and followers who have um been introduced to the lifestyle now through us and have had you know their first experiences have been encouraged to have their first experiences um from listening to the show because i mean that's a part of it too like we want we want to normalize you know the the sexual exploration and normalize that there are different ways to be married um and different ways to manage that relationship um so it's really important to us that you know people feel comfortable and that they feel safe and they feel like this is something that if they are interested in that they want to explore um you know obviously if you that's just not your bag that's fine no problem but if look if you know us and you're like hey bomber and bell i really want to you know see what this is about um but i'm i'm nervous i don't know what to do blah 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 um we we love you know, introducing people and, you know, taking them to events and all of that. And it's not, you know, that you don't have to play with us. That's fine. And that's sometimes even better. Um, But we just want to make sure that you, you know, you feel comfortable and safe and, you know, you kind of have a home base to come back to if you're like, ah, this situation is weird. I don't know what to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, No, thanks for adding that because I I think that's helpful for a lot of other, um, a lot of other couples trying to, you know, just expand this, expand this world, expand this universe, Mm -hmm. Um, get more people in this bitch yeah because that's how you get more find more black couples that's right like you bring them in yourself (laughs) um all right so let's quickly do our hit list because i want to get through this because i've been trying to get this off my chest for a while oh lord yes man there's this woman this this black chick on um buzzfeed uh and i had a crush on her she's been on a couple of like little skits like years ago Mm -hmm. um and now she's on this show called what is the show called it's black it's black lady sketch comedy show something like that yeah Yeah, that's on hbo yes um uh urge y'all to check it out if you haven't already um definitely a show geared towards black women and black black humor mm-hmm. um the, i think my favorite skit so far is like i think it's inside a black woman's mind and you didn't see this skit but it's like her 
there's a, a dude sitting outside her like apartment stoop and like she's walking up and like all the thoughts that go through her mind as she's like about to approach this dude <laughs> like what walk oh, past him oh, wow. it was hilarious i loved it i have to see that yes, now because that's that's <laughs> very much related to, to what we were just talking about <laughs> yes. um all right so her name is quinta bronson um so she has this really I, I urge people to look her up it's quinta bronson um again look up the show uh you'll see what she looks like she has this like this just chickmunk sort of face to me like these high cheekbones when she smiles mm-hmm. she's dark-skinned and i don't know she's really she looks like she'd be really fun mm-hmm. And I would really, really want an audience with this girl because she's really <laughs> funny, too. Um, uh-huh. She's also been on an, Am- uh, an Amazon show called um, Quinta versus Everything that I have never heard of until oh, I looked either. her up. Um, so I'm going to check out that show. But Quinta Bronson, very sexy girl. Um, and your hit list person is. So is David. I don't know how to say his last name. Yassi. Um, so I've been watching, so I like fantasy and so I've been watching, you hate fantasy, Uh, (laughs) but I've been watching this show Carnival Row and it is like really shoving down your throat immigration issues and like, it's very, you know, I guess not political satire, but like, it's like what's going on now, but in the fantasy world. So there's like fairies and then there's also, I don't know, I guess they're like centaurs. Because there's two different ones. There's like one that's like half horse, half man. Yeah, that's a centaur. But there's also a a different one where it's like, I guess, half. It's not a goat, but he's got horns. Anyway, so David Gassi plays this character, Agrius Astrayon. And so he's like, he's not half horse, but he has like hooves and like furry legs. But then the upper part of him is a man, but then his head has horns. Um, so I don't know what mythical creature they call it's, they call it a puck in the show, but the puck is like a derogatory term. So I don't like that. Uh, anyway, he is sexy as fuck as a fucking half goat man. <laughs> there is a name for this fucking thing. It is. There is a name it. for it. Um, and like he had a sex scene with this human girl. Listen. It was sexy as fuck. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm not into furries and all that bullshit. Fawns. Fawns. Okay, That's yes. They're, they're fawns. Yeah. So he's a fawn. Um, so look that up so you know what I'm talking about. But so like a sexy fawn? Yeah, because he's like like he had abs and he's like dark skin and glistening. But the but the half half of his body is goat <laughs> though. But it's it's really just like a dude with big legs that are hairy. Furry legs, <laughs> furry legs, not just hairy. <laughs> they got furry. It, but it wasn't, it didn't look did, that did, bad. Did they the show, show his dick in the show? No, they did not show his dick. Have you seen what a goat's dick looks like? No, but I Let's assume it's up. a human man dick <laughs> because the girl has sex with him on the show. So you would, ha- hold on. Okay, so I understand, <laughs> I understand why you like the character, the, 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 the actor. Yes. Are you saying that you would fuck a fawn is what I'm trying to get at? So he has horns now. You're, you're going to fuck this guy. The horns aren't bad. You would fuck a fawn. I think so, yeah. This fantasy shit of yours is a, a little too deep <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> what other fucking mythical animals would you would you want to fuck? I'm going to fuck the fairies because you can fly and fuck at the same time. So I saw that scene. Yeah. A guy flying with a fucking fairy mm-hmm. and fucking at the same time, mm-hmm. which I think would be extremely difficult. Because <laughs> where is your leverage coming from? What do you mean? 
Well, the guy has to push up. So this was a cowgirl position. Yeah. Uh So she's cowgirling. Yeah, she's riding and floating at the same time. Do you understand that? But his legs are wrapped around hers. Like he's holding, he was holding on to her. All right. So <laughs> I I always thought that when it came to cowgirl, gravity played a very strong role. <laughs> so am I wrong about that? Well, I don't know. I've never done it like in midair. No, no, you haven't done it in midair. <laughs> but I mean, you would know if gravity is helping you out a bit when you're going up. You don't have to worry about. I mean, you're when you're doing cowgirl. Mm-hmm. I imagine that the main uh, um, uh, the main force or exertion is through the push up right am i wrong about that i think so um you think i'm wrong about that yeah okay i've never rode a dick before so i don't know (laughs) if so when you come down is that not gravity helping you out or are you oh i guess do you understand what i'm saying yeah 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 like i i i think that part of cowgirl would be difficult because there is but you're still you could still push she could still push against him to like pull up push against because the legs are wrapped around each other right okay all right i think i see that Mm -hmm. it would still be extremely frustrating (laughs) to fuck us in midair i'm just saying that'd be difficult it'd be cool it would would actually be a very sexy Mm -hmm. scene a fucking fairy sexy ass fairy flying while she's cow cowgirling a nigga so Mm -hmm. um yeah, I uh, so that was cool. Okay, so you would fuck a fawn. All right, I discovered something new about the bell today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, it is a good show, though. Y'all should check it out. You know what I don't like about fantasy? This what? is what I don't like. <laughs> this is what I don't like. I just want to. I just want to say this real quick. <laughs> what I don't like about fantasy is there. There. This is why I don't like Lord of the Rings and like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. There's too much magical shit going on. <laughs> so no, but. Listen, there's so much magical shit going on that I'm never clear on what the rules of the show are. Mm. Like, I'm not sure, like, if can people just be brought back from the dead? Is everybody just magical? Does everybody have powers? You got fairies with these abilities, fawns with these abilities, centaurs with these abilities. It's just too much to fucking think about. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want a movie to focus on one magical thing so that (laughs) I'm grounded in that thing. Like, if it's just a vampire show... yeah. I know the rules of vampires, right? They suck blood, they're fucking sexy, and they 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 just fucking can't exist in the sunlight, and they <laughs> live forever. And I, I get that. Um, like with with when it came to True Blood, like mm-hmm. I liked like the first season, and then the second season they started introducing all these other powers, and I'm yeah. just like, this is too much, man. I can't <laughs> I can't wrap my mind o- 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 around all of this shit. It's just too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't like fantasy. <laughs> moving on all right so let's talk about um let's talk about the amore getaways afro-caribbean labor day pool party so we brought a single vanilla dark-skinned unicorn with us to the party mm-hmm. and she was um she's an amazing friend of ours um and it was her first lifestyle experience ever so we mm-hmm. Uh, not only were emceeing this event, but we were also trying to make sure uh, that this person was having a good time. Yes. And trying to make sure everybody else was having a good time. Yes. And everybody did have a good time because this party was 
awesome um so as so as we said we were going to have games we were going to have prizes and giveaways um and we were just going to have a blast yes um so we decided to just uh break this up into our five best moments and so the uh, first thing i wanted to talk about was the crowd mm-hmm. so what do you think about the crowd bill the crowd was amazing like it was a super sexy crowd. It was a lot of friends in the crowds. So thank you, friends, for supporting us. Um, but it was a great crowd. Like I, you know, I don't like when parties are so crowded. Like you can't move around. There's nowhere to sit. Like I like a nice size crowd where you feel like it's a good group, but you also feel like you have some breathing room. Yep. So I very much thought it was a great crowd right and a lot of our fans had showed up yes mm-hmm. so thank you for coming thank you for coming for listening to the show uh we we're so excited to meet you all um that's that was great it's always nice to meet folks that like to listen to the show and they like to put a face to the name too um or the voices rather <laughs> right no, it was um, it was cool. I mean, there was some awkward moments though because um, there are some people who know us as the Bell and the Bomber, right? Mm-hmm. They hear our podcast, they know that we were going to host. So as soon as they, we got the mic in our hands, um, they knew wh- who we were. And then there there are, there are those who don't even listen to podcasts mm-hmm. that were there um, that knew us as who we are, uh, and. You know, it was kind of interesting to balance those two aliases. I think we have like three or four now. Yeah, I was forgetting who I was. Right. All the time. <laughs> it, it was it was really awkward because there were times where we were talking to multiple couples, right? And half of those couples would know us as the bomber and the bell, and the other half would know us as us. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be really awkward because we'd be talking, and they'd be like, yo, I love... One, one half of the group would be like, yo, I love your podcast. I love episode so-and-so. And then another group would be like, you guys got a podcast? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there'd be another group was like, wait a minute, you're the podcasters? Mm-hmm. And then they'd, you know, it'd be awkward. They'd be like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Wait, on, on episode 25, when the bell was talking about somebody who pre- prematurely ejaculated on her flats, that was <laughs> me, wasn't it? <laughs> and then when the bomber was talking about smacking a big, big, round black ass in a sexy hotel room, that was my wife! <laughs> oh my gosh so it was uh it was one of those uh uh some of those awkward moments had happened um yeah. so we were glad to just bring people together some people had were intri- were being introduced to our non-podcast uh aliases and others were finally being introduced to the bell and the bomber and they were like yo we're definitely gonna check out your podcast mm-hmm. um so yeah we're talking about joe ass just so you know if you're listening right now <laughs> um crowd was very sexy very uh, sexy a lot of lot of sexy folks um in the crowd that uh i hadn't seen before mm-hmm. um and that was uh that was pretty cool so that's about it i wanted to say about the crowd let's talk about what it was uh what the experience was as far as hosting our first party um not hosting necessarily but emceeing as the bomber and the bell this was the first for us yes okay um but it was it was it was fun yes but it was work yes what was what was like the busiest part for you um probably the busiest part was when we were trying to play our last game that was a little frantic um but otherwise it was it was okay it wasn't too bad I feel like you know I think you were saying you know the time went by really fast like you wish the time didn't go by so fast or like you know we had more time Mm -hmm. I don't know 
but his time went by fast um so that was that um but i think overall we did a good job no i i think we we did fine um there are a few things i would have done differently but oh, yeah. I, I i you know i do want to acknowledge that whenever like um i'm at a party i'm sort of half emceeing sometimes especially at amores parties mm-hmm. um and one thing that i discover and i think this is important for everyone to know if they plan on emceeing or hosting uh you have these lifestyle people in the room and there i think a lot of times people are just sitting down and they're sort of waiting for something to happen yeah and it almost always rests on them to make something happen and if that's what your party does a lot of times people aren't going to do anything Mm -hmm. there might be one person who gets up and says hey there's like like hey there's a twister game let's go and play that or hey there's this game of like adult jenga let's play that every once in a while you get one person that'll sort of bring a crew over to do things but a lot of times people are somewhat dormant they're not really doing anything they're just sort of sitting in the same spot and drinking until they feel drunk enough to get up and do something like take their clothes off or run around naked or touch a pair of titties or something like Mm -hmm. that um and so i think as mc one thing i learned is that people really want to do stuff a lot of times they want to do stuff but they have to be pulled and they have to be pushed into it but once they get on that stage they are committed Mm -hmm. and they are gonna go they're gonna go from zero to ten And uh, we're going to get to a good example of that. But I just wanted to acknowledge that like you got sometimes you just have to like push somebody a little bit. And then once they're on stage, they're on it. And then everybody sees them and they see everybody watching them and they just they're ready to have a good time. So I think those icebreaker games are really important. And we talked about this in another episode. Um, say, oh yeah, after the party was all done, I was pretty fucking tired. Oh, um, after, uh, after we were done with the games, I was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being on the dance floor and some chick was giving me the, the meanest dub, one of the meanest dubs I've ever had in my life. She was just duddy wanting that shit against me. Okay. You have to explain dubs because don't nobody, uh, dubs. like you and your dudes, don't nobody know what Nobody knows what dubs is? No. Oh shit. <laughs> all right. Maybe that's a New York thing. Dubs. Dubs is basically when you're on the dance floor and a chick backs it up against you. Mm-hmm. Okay. She backs that ass up and she's shaking that ass up and you're supposed to keep up with that shit. Okay. Usually I can keep up with that shit. Nine times out of 10, I'm with that shit. She goes low. I go low. Although as I've grown older, I can't really go that low, Mm -hmm. but moving on, like she shakes it, shakes it to the right. I'm going to the right. I'm just enjoying this shit and I can usually keep up with the best of them. I could not keep up with the best of them. (laughs) At this party, I was like, I could, I could only, I could only take, take an ass shake on my crotch going low and going hard <laughs> for like 45 seconds uh-uh. and then i was i was done and that that's just never fucking happened before and, uh, and the dj was playing some great music yes. like the dj was fire like i was like yes all the old hits all them booty shaking hits that you ain't heard in forever i was like yes but i can't i can't do nothing with this <laughs> yes shout out to dj uh panama supreme uh, yes. of supreme enterprises keeping the tunes coming that the speaker system was excellent um thanks for supplying the mic as well because yes. um, that mic was like pivotal um mm-hmm. everything we were doing um everybody was everybody was an audience for uh so uh we really but appreciate that i want my own mic 
Yeah, we do have mics. We just have to like plug them up and shit. But we need cordless mics. Uh, come, we like always that. need something. Which we you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, oh, Bell, I wanted to also acknowledge that before the Duddy Wine Contest, and we're going to get to that right now, um, I was uh, concerned about people not knowing what the Duddy Wine was. I don't know why. Uh, well, a lot of people, some people they really didn't like know not by know. name, but they knew what I was talking about. No, they knew when you just when you had actually um, given the Duddy Wine demonstration. And my titty fell out. And your titty fell out. <laughs> um, and I was frantically trying to cover it, not because I was worried <laughs> about people seeing your nipple. Uh-huh. It's just that once your titty gets exposed, that's the only thing people are going to be paying attention to. Yeah, like everything you're saying doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't matter what's going on in in, in you know so a mass shooter kid came in and um he wouldn't have sprayed any bullets because he would have saw the titty and he would have been mesmerized <laughs> too and nobody would have noticed him because they would have been looking at the titty it's a very distracting titty <laughs> very distracting and once i saw the nipple i was like oh shit it was like i don't know it was it, w- it was like this this really sh- it was like the light of the sun uh-uh. uh, and, and it needed to be shaded um <laughs> So anyway, let's talk about the Duddy Wine Contest. It was amazing. It was fucking ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ignorant shit. It was amazing. So we had five, five contestants. I think it was, it was, yeah, probably five at the, at at the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the first, so we had two rounds. So the first round was five contestants. And so before they started dancing, like I wanted them obviously to introduce themselves. Like, so the crowd knew who they were. And then I wanted them to give their booty credentials. Like, so you're going to be in a booty shaking contest, an ass shaking contest. Like your ass has to be certified to be in this contest. So they had to let us know like why, their ass was qualified to be in the contest and we got some you know some just ass you know out the gate born with the ass ass been all over you know ass you know from the 99s to the 2000s been shaking you know all these different credentials that's right um and then we got to this one girl and she was like oh my ass ain't got no credentials so we have to talk about the the the, the credential ass thing because you're, you're right. <laughs> asses have been through asses go through a journey. I mean, yeah. we had a lot of like 30, 40 year old asses mm-hmm. uh, at this party, and those asses have been through children. Those asses have been through many parties. Those asses have been tapped a few times, <laughs> um, you know, and those asses have been worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of them got some years on them. We had some Harriet Tubman asses. <laughs> Uh, that have just been through the struggle. Uh, and so the booty credentials were important because yeah. as people see them asses shaking, they got to respect the ass. It's not yeah. just two jiggly cheeks. <laughs> These asses have personality. These asses are people. That's right. All right, go ahead. So, yeah, so they gave their booty credentials. And the last girl, she was like, my booty ain't got no credentials. Like, you know, I don't even know why I'm up here. And see, here's the thing that I keep, I try to tell people and they don't always understand. Like, I love a fat ass. Like, I love a big, juicy, round ass. But your ass don't always have to be big. I don't have a big booty. My booty is bigger than it was because I, for the longest, had, like, no ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I worked, I earned my booty. Mm-hmm. Squats and deadlifts. Um <laughs> <laughs> I will preach that Hash, Hashtag squats and deadlifts, deadlifts. Um, Squats and shots uh, So yeah So 
your booty doesn't have to be ginormous for it to put in that work. Like little booties, little booties matter. Hashtag little booties matter. Little booties can do a whole lot too. Shout out to all the little booties out there listening right now. Yes. Um, so she didn't, I mean, she had a nice ass, but obviously it wasn't a big ass. And I was like, look, don't discredit your ass. It'll still do something. Shit. So DJ puts on the song, the Dirty Wine song. And this chick, little booty chick goes wild. And we were like, she over here in the water, making it clap in the little spray water. She on the ground. This chick she left the all, fucking stage. Left the stage all over the place. And so we had like, I guess, a double-sided stage. So people were on both sides of the stage. So I was like, look, y'all got to play to the crowd because they're the ones that are going to be judging. So you can't just like the people in the pool got to see some ass. The people over in the grass got to see some ass. She was all over the place. And so was everybody else. And then everybody, the other contestants were still doing their thing too. And they so then they saw her. So then they're like, okay, now we gotta turn it up a notch. There was so much ass shaking. I was just looking everywhere. I saw I saw bathing suits come out. There were bare ass and pussy at one point. Oh yes. Oh yes. Cause then you know, you had to help it shake, had to had to free the booty. Yeah. So um I had randomly chosen three uh, finalist and I it was very arbitrary I just <laughs> randomly ch- like there, there it wasn't it wasn't like anybody did their ass shaking better than anybody else I just I just chose quality. three random names because uh, it was really hard at one point I was like fuck the final <laughs> fuck, fuck the final choosing let's just have them all do do some other shit again <laughs> um but anyway we had uh three finalists and so yeah then it, it just upped the ante so so then you know because a ass is is good alone but it's better when it's got a partner so we asked our um our finalists to choose a partner didn't have to be their partner but just choose a partner to then show how their assets worked on dubs is that kind of yeah um no it's not no, the appropriate that, use that of wasn't dubs. that was not the appropriate use of dubs <laughs> if they could give how how, well, how well they could give dubs there we go okay yes. so how well they could give dubs yes <laughs> random ass word it doesn't make sense double cheek son oh <laughs> come on man. now anyway um so yeah so they grabbed a partner and proceeded to grind and whine on their partner now we had another little booty chick who we were not expecting to come out the gate at all like this but homegirl that had <coughs> run the first won the first round she grabbed a chair, so we already knew it was about to be something crazy. She grabbed a beach chair, the lounge chair, and was grinding on this girl, booty cheeks to booty cheeks, pussy to pussy. And then on the left-hand side, this girl and her partner, he picks her up and is like mock eating her pussy in midair. And it was it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. She was like grinding his face in midair. And I tried to do that with you, but you wouldn't pick me up. There's no way I was going to be able to do this. <laughs> I, I had politely bowed out of that challenge. <laughs> Hell no. Um, you be working out though, babe. I be working out, but not that kind of workout. <laughs> uh, so I'm also not a small girl, so I understand. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that acknowledgement. I mean, you got a lot of muscle weight. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
All right. Um, yeah, so that, that, that couple was doing some Cirque du Soleil shit, yeah. though. I oh, mean, definitely. he really lifted her up and was literally, he looked like he was eating her out. Um, in midair, yeah. In midair, while she was still doing the fucking Duddy Wine. Yeah. So that was some incredible shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, first of all, and these people have been drinking, so I just don't know how, because my ass would have been fell down on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was that was great. Yeah, we had no fucking accidents. I mean, actually, I think the girl, the the, the girl that was showing out around the pool, actually did injure herself. She yeah. took one for the team. <laughs> she had a she battle did. wound. Yeah, she had some battle wounds. Yeah. Um, but see, and you thought that was gonna be our worst game, and you just be doubting me, and I don't know why. Um, I don't doubt you. I just yes, you do. It was it, it was a difficult game to facilitate at first. Mm-hmm. All I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. it was sexy though. You did well. I, I I I took a backseat to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the uh, let's talk about the vendors. Yes. So, so the reason my titty fell out <laughs> yeah. was because I was wearing a very sexy ensemble <laughs> ensemble by Sydney Rose. Sydney Rose, that's right. Yes. So it was like some some strings. But it was cute. I actually didn't see myself in it because there was no full uh, full length mirror. But oh, it was cute. you should have told me. I would have took a picture of you. Yeah, because it was cute. You looked that. good in it. It's it's interesting because she had at first, uh, y'all. We had like some modeling shit going on at this. Oh yeah, party, there was some so models. Let's, yes. let's talk about that, um, or just acknowledge that. So one of the models didn't show up. So you had stepped in to be uh, a model for one of these outfits. Yes, and you know uh, the vendor, and she didn't give me permission to say her name, so I won't. Um, had uh you know I, I was i was talking to her and i realized we had met before under interesting <laughs> circumstances um and she was like okay so i don't know one of my models didn't show up and i was just wondering if you know your wife wouldn't mind modeling an outfit for me and i was like oh you're you're missing a model i was totally not like picking up on what she was asking i was like oh okay well i could probably get one of these girls to to, <laughs> to model one of your outfits because you know the bell is going to be busy it's like oh okay I just, I just really wanted your wife though, because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I know exactly what outfit I want her to wear. I was like, oh, okay, well that's all you had to say. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, she was like, no, I want your wife, your wife, <laughs> Belle, <laughs> not another woman. I don't need another model. I need Belle for this shit. Um, I'm like, well, I got a woman about the same size. No, I want Belle, <laughs> Belle. <laughs> so uh so yeah so you got so so luckily you did because that outfit was very sexy yes okay so there was uh, some playroom action yes i walked into the playroom and i think i was just there to either go to the bathroom or bring some sheets and i didn't i don't know because we were all over the place i didn't even think people were playing but like the room was full and i was like oh <laughs> okay oh. Yeah, it was really it was really nice in there. Um, we got some red lights in the playroom, uh, and it was really active for hours. Yeah, um, I, I just I was surprised it got started early. Yeah, that's uh, why I was like, oh shit. And what I liked about this particular playroom is it had windows on the outside, so mm-hmm. people not not windows like on the street, but like like sort of facing to, the pool area, yeah. mm-hmm. so people could look in, and people could look in. So uh, me and you were playing in there. Mm-hmm. And um, and people were looking at us, and that was pretty. Um, that was pretty. That was pretty nice to yes. see that. It's always nice to be watched. And uh, yeah, we saw our single girl having her good time in there yes. for the first time. 
Um, I was very proud. Yeah. Like proud parents. Like, oh, she's growing up so fast. Yes. She's <laughs> growing up so fast. Oh, she's getting eaten out. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, oh, she's really taking that dick so well. <laughs> so proud of her. Oh. Yes, we did our jobs well. We did. We did a lot that day. Yeah, we did. All right. I think uh I think that's it. I think that's uh those are all the highlights from the party. Again, we appreciate everybody coming through. It was a great time. It was so fun. It was a great end to the summer. Yeah, great end to the summer. I'm so happy the summer is over. Oh, Things have God. slowed down. We've actually had time to do shit. I actually went for a run this fucking morning. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> that is so that hasn't happened for a while. Mm-mm. What we got coming up? We have the Amore Getaways Hotel Social. Yes, the Hotel Social on the 14th. I think there are still spaces available for that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a meet and greet. Amore Getaways meet and greet. I think that's on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Trivia game night at a cigar bar which i think will be really fun um and we're going to a little meet and greet tonight too yeah so that meet and greet i think is going to be mixed a little bit um which is fine i think for a meet and greet i don't think it's good for a party but a meet and greet it's it's you mean mixed like vanilla and lifestyle yeah Mm -hmm. like you know um because it's in like a public setting and um i feel that it's appropriate there mm-hmm. but uh, a mixed a mixed house party with vanilla and life sellers <laughs> i just I, I i can't say it enough i just i think it's a terrible idea yeah. um but this will be fine because you know nobody will ha- nobody will be really exposing themselves here and and you know and people seem to be really open-minded i think there'll be more lifestyle people than vanilla people and i i think the vanilla people that are going are like lifestyle curious so mm-hmm. that's a little that's a little better for me and then we do have the cabin getaway october 4th with marla stewart doing the squirting and flirting workshop um and i think there might be still some spaces available rooms available on that trip and then we're going to the synergy halloween party Yes, yeah, so uh, that's going to be on September, uh, excuse me, October, October. 26th. Mm-hmm. So we just bought our tickets for that. This is our first Synergy Halloween party, but we've been to other Synergy parties and Synergy is just, they've, they've been like, you know, what has it been? Three for three as mm-hmm. far as their crowd. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I, I'm telling you, like, like, like 80, 70% of the crowd is sexy. Mm-hmm. Um and i you can't beat that yeah. uh so if you can go to the synergy party i mean it's it's kind of an ex- more exclusive kind of thing um which is probably why their their crowds are so sexy because you can't just show up to this shit um and you can't even just buy tickets you have to be part of their network you got to apply and all this shit mm-hmm. um so check it out for those of you who are still trying to get on a more getaways uh membership um, remember that you can get a discount if you use the uh, promotion uh, code uh, Black and Kinky. Um, so please do that. Also, uh, email us at Black and Kinky Lifestyle at Gmail dot com. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. Send us your comments. Send us your questions. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, we enjoy hearing from you guys. We yes. enjoy, uh, you know, getting feedback. Uh, it's been really helpful for improving the show, improving our sound, and just improving our content. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, just don't send us no weird email. Like we got an email. Like call me. Like no, I'm not gonna do. Yeah, that. we're not doing that shit. I mean, <laughs> I, we're not doing that. 
we're not doing like don't don't um <laughs> listen we we, we want to show love to all of our listeners um uh but we're we're just not doing that kind of thing um you know thanks <laughs> I, I just i just appreciate you bringing that up because yeah. there's been a few people who've just been yo holla at me yo show up here you know <laughs> like no we're not doing this is a podcast we're, we're not fucking offering an escort service yeah <laughs> um all right so i think that's all for today thanks for tuning in uh we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks this is the bell and bomber signing off peace out bye black and kinky black and kinky black and kinky lifestyle